1: mercy and peace to you from god our father and our lord our king jesus the christ amen let us pray risen christ by the riverside you open the heart of your servant lydia through the word of your gospel help your church to follow you in your mission to seek and save the lost to the glory of god the father amen a reading for this sixth sunday of easter is from the book of acts chapter 16 verses 9 through 15. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, a man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go unto Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and following that day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city in the district of Macedonia, And after she was baptized, and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Signs, signs, everywhere signs. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Don't walk on the grass. Do not disturb. There are signs we dislike. Speed limit, 60. Limit one per customer. Limited time only. We dislike them because they limit us. We want life to be without bounds, free, so we dislike signs that limit us. And then there are signs we long to see. For example, if we are a loved one is sick, we desperately look for a sign of improvement, a sign that things are going to get better. People look for signs in their relationship. Does she love me? Should I get more serious in this relationship? Those who are looking for work look for a sign too, don't they? We look for direction. We look for hope. What about the signs in our church? For example, how do you know it's Easter? What are the signs? There's an aroma of Easter lilies, an Easter breakfast. There's the sound of choirs and the cry, "He is risen! He is risen indeed! Hallelujah!" They are colored banners, the sights of Easter dresses and ties in the church that's full. Maybe you even see people you haven't seen since Christmas. Then Easter goes. How do you know? The aroma, the sounds of Easter are no more, attendance drops, life returns, that seemingly unending rut. But wait, is that all there is? Are we really thinking that the effect of Easter has come and gone? Not so today. God's word is filled with Easter signs, and today we see them in a woman named Lydia. Let's consider the theme. The conversion of Lydia is one of the signs of the power of Christ's resurrection. It's time to meet Lydia. From our reading, And on Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place to prayer. And we sat down and spoke to a woman who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia, from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods. What do we learn here? We get a couple of signs that tell us about this woman Lydia. We learn that Lydia was from the city of Thyatira. The small city in Asia Minor was a commercial center, especially known for its rich crops and its production of purple dye. Logically enough, then, Lydia was a dealer in purple cloth. Purple cloth was costly and purchased primarily by the nobility. These signs tell us that Lydia was probably a businesswoman of some wealth. Are these the signs of Easter? Certainly not. The collar is wrong and there is no hint of the resurrection. But the text also says that Lydia was a worshipper of God. Worshipper of God is a term that was often used as a sign for Gentile who believed in the Jewish God, Yahweh. However, although they believed in God, they were not believers in Christ. Is this a sign of Easter? No, but we're getting closer. Let's continue. The text says the Lord opened her heart and pay attention to what was said by Paul. We don't know what Paul said, but we certainly share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It would include what we confess in the creed. It would be the message that Jesus had died on the cross for her and of the victory of Easter in the life of all who believe. And though God's divine work, she paid attention, she heard God opened her heart. But that's not all. Notice she didn't waste any time getting baptized, alone, with the members of her household. It was surely a sign of Lydia's baptism. She was united in Christ's death and resurrection. Faith was there. Salvation was hers. It didn't stop there. Faith produced fruit. She begged Paul to allow her to host the missionaries in her home. If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And the text says she prevailed upon us. Her new faith simply wouldn't allow her not to express it to the works of kindness. Later, we even see Paul return and stay with Lydia, obviously an active member of the church. What we see in Lydia is just how powerful the message of Easter is. It brings life and salvation. We see the signs. We see a heart opened by God that hears the word and receives the gifts from the word and baptism to create faith. Then we see evidence of the faith in God in good works, the hospitality she offers to Paul and his companions. God calls, God opens hearts, God creates faith, and God empowers for service. These are the signs of Easter, and these marks are the work of the Holy Spirit as we confess it in the Catechism. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified, and kept me in the true faith. Lydia was a miracle of God's wondrous love and proof positive that the effects of Easter linger on. But let's not stop with Lydia. You too are a sign, a sign of life, a sign that Easter goes on living, living in hearts and voices. Maybe right now, though, you don't feel like much of a sign. Maybe the effect of Easter left you long ago. This would be the work of the devil himself. He aims to steal your victory and lead you to despair. If possible, his goal is to turn your eyes from the empty tomb and then inward to yourself and your worldly desires. The things that keep you from fully participating in the life of the church, that is the thing that douses your enthusiasm for the Lord and his Easter work. The things that came between friends and family, our pride and unwillingness to seek reconciliation, our lust for the things of this world, and the fleeting and feckless accolades this dying world offers. Is it any wonder that the church often grows quiet and seemingly lifeless nearly 40 days after the resurrection? Let it not be so. Thanks be to God. He is patient and merciful. Christ died and rose for you. God prepares hearts through confession and absolution. Forgiveness is received. Hearts are made ready for the proclamation of God's word. And the Holy Spirit works in the word to build faith. It happens each and every Sunday, despite Satan's attempt to mislead and distract us. But still, God works in other means, too, in baptism, in the Holy Supper, Like Lydia, God opens our hearts, and through the power of the Spirit, faith is strengthened. And then too, as with Lydia, faith produces fruit. Hands that serve, voices that proclaim, arms that comfort and provide, and legs that take us where we need to be. The gospel of Christ crucified and risen has this effect. The victory of the empty grave lives on and on. Clearly, there is no way to silence the effect of Easter. It goes on because Jesus lives, and because He lives, we live also. We, as the saying goes, are a fine fellow because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus on our behalf. And as He lives, it is apropos to say He is risen. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope let us pray eternal god giver of love and power your son jesus christ has sent us into the world to preach the gospel of his kingdom confirm us in this mission and help us to live the good news we proclaim through jesus christ our lord
0: amen this is pastor frank at redeemer lutheran church and on behalf of our congregation i would like to take a moment to invite you to find help, hope, home at Redeemer Lutheran Church, and in doing so, find security, identity, and meaning in Christ who loves you. Thank you, and God bless your day.